Welcome to Liberty Church London. Thank you for tuning in to our podcast. My name is Shegan Johnson. I'm the General Overseer of Liberty Ministries International. We pray the anointing of God be activated in you as you listen to this message. Enjoy. Good evening, church. Uh, I just want to welcome you to this evening message, this evening service, as you may call it. Um, yeah, welcome and I really hope that you've had a blessed week and I really hope that um, yeah this word meets you with refreshing okay um, I pray that everything is going according to God's plan in your life and that you will be touched and you'll be blessed even by this message so I just want you to praise the Lord wherever you are um, and the title of this message is called be brave it's called be brave and when I was looking at the word you know I really wanted God to minister even through this word I wanted God to 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 do something through this word and one of the things that um, about me is I like movies I like films and one of the things I always look at when it comes to film is I always I never want people to tell me what the ending of the film is I always like to stay spoiler free as they call it in the world um, you know and I don't really mind when I'm watching a film, the ups and the downs, or the, um, the, 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 the ups and the downs of the movies, but as long as the movie ends well, um, that's all that matters, because the ending of the film actually determines whatever you think of a film. Think of a film that you watched and it's been a bad ending. <clears throat> Obviously, that makes you think of the film as a bad film, okay? And I remember there was a TV show called Lost that a lot of people watched. I didn't watch it, I think I watched like, two episodes I was so confused that I literally stopped watching the show okay but through the years when it was on I kept hearing about this this program lost and I remember that one of the main things that happened at the end was people complained about the the ending of this show lost you know and it was like this is the worst ending ever and it just left a sour taste in everyone's uh, mouth and I remember reading an article from someone who worked on the show and one of the things that they said was that they never expected the show to last as long as it did so they didn't actually have a plan for the ending and that's why I want to start this this message really because unlike the writers of of tv shows and movies God when he starts something he always has the end in mind already okay praise the Lord and and it might be a different ending that you and then then you and me have in mind but one thing that I know is God promises that our ending will be far better than we can ever even imagine, let alone anyone else. And and like I said, I, you know, I like to know the ending. So I went in the scriptures and I looked at a scripture that shows an ending from, from, from where you might not think it showed the ending. And I'm going to share it with you. It's from Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11. And, and this is what God said would be the ending, even at the beginning or Verse 11, Jeremiah 29 says, For I know the thoughts that I have towards you, the Lord says. It says, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. Wow. So, so when this was spoken by God, this is what I mean by an ending. This was spoken by God to the prophet Jeremiah. And, and, and it was given during, during amazing circumstances. It was written um, to the Jewish people while they were in exile in Babylon. Um, they had been forcibly removed by King Nebuchadnezzar 
okay? They were uprooted from everything that was near and dear to them. They were, they were uprooted from their home. They were now sort of hundreds and thousands of miles from living in exile from where God had taken them. And they were living in a place that was full of dark idol worship as well. Okay, so it would appear at this point when he's given them the scripture that their hopes and their dreams, that it's been smashed. And, and, and I have to wonder if they were thinking to themselves, you know, how did we even end up here or in this situation like this? And maybe there's someone out there and, and you're wondering, you know, is, has God forgotten me? Just like the children of Israel might be thinking. They were thinking, has God forgotten us? You know, here we are in the midst of a trying situation. And all of a sudden, God says to Jeremiah, in the middle of that situation, for I know the thoughts that I think towards you. Wow. Imagine that. God is always thinking of us. You know, even in those situations that we never thought, you, you, you know, that, you know, that the, the most important thing that someone might even hear from this message is that, that God is always thinking of you. Praise the Lord. And, 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 and that's not just any God. That's the God of the universe that's thinking about us. You know, he knows us. He, he remembers us. That means he's remembering us. He's, he keeps us in his mind and, and he knows where we are. He knows what we're doing. He knows, he knows, you know, not even for a second that he's gonna let us be lost or he's gonna forget about us. And, and, and we might have questions, we might, you might think, you know, how much is, is, is clear about this? But one thing that is clear is that God is always thinking about us. And then in that scripture, he also says, his thoughts, when he is thinking about us, his thoughts are of peace. Wow, God's thoughts towards you are of good. So he's not just thinking about us, yeah, he's also thinking good thoughts about us. He's thinking good things about us. And I want to let you know that God is not mad at you. Whatever you're thinking about that, that whatever that situation is, God is not mad at you for anything. He's looking at you and he's not looking at you with the disappointment that we look at ourselves with. He's not looking at you thinking, I wish you were different in any way. God's thoughts towards you are of peace. Praise the Lord. And then the scripture goes on to say, he goes on to say that he intends he intends to give you a future filled with hope, a future filled with hope. Imagine this, the King James Version actually says he expects us to have an expected end. And that's a good way, the good translation from Hebrew is a promised end to the situation or the season that you're in. That's what God says, he's going to give us a promised end. And because God is our, our, our eternal um, because God is our eternal um, saviour and his, his promises includes um, heaven, you know, he's, he, he, see, God is not giving us random promises, you know, he's giving us, he's telling us that things are going to be better at some time or some situation. He's telling us that this verse is actually specifically focused. God has an appointment for his people. God, and he's not going to stop at anything for us to reach that appointed end that he set for you praise the lord and and and, and i know most of the times we we read stuff like this we and we think how do we get to that expected end because you know what you will get to that expected end because god has already ordained it and here's how it's it's a journey it's a path it's a road between now and 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 our promised end and what God wants us to do, and this is where the message is going, God wants us to be brave and God needs us to be brave. You know, that life that, that God has us in, the life that God has given you, the life God has given me, um, um, it will include moments and times that demand bravery. So 
what does bravery look like? What does bravery look like? So I went and looked, and I'm going to read a scripture for you. It's taken from Habakkuk chapter 3, verse 19. Habakkuk chapter 3, verse 19. It says, the, and I'm reading from the Amplified version of this one. So it really makes it clear. It says, the Lord is my strength, my personal bravery, my, and my invincible army. He makes my feet like hinds feet and will make me to walk. And it says not to stand in terror, but to walk, praise the Lord, and make spiritual progress upon my high places of trouble, suffering or responsibility. Wow, what a word. So that means I believe I've been sent to this planet at this specific time in history to fulfill a plan that God has for me. And, and, and the plan is not my own. My life is not my own because it's God's plan and it's my life belongs to him. It's his way that he's going to have. And this verse that I just read, it reassures me that it says he is my personal bravery. He is my invincible army. This is straight from the scripture in Habakkuk 3.19 because he is both of those things. You know, he's going to he's going to cause me to walk. And it says not to stand in terror, but to walk, which means that I cannot allow myself to get overwhelmed with whatever obstacle might be in the path of my mission for God. Okay, and I'm very aware that, you know, this year has been a a turbulent year. You know, this is a weirdest year that we find ourselves is. and, And it's easier to be, you know, for me to say that God wants us to be brave. It's easier said than done. Because, you know, on our journey to the, the promised end that, that God promised us, we're going to face challenging situations. Maybe you're listening to this and, and you're, you're you know, taking care of someone elderly. You know, you're going to need bravery to do that. Or maybe you're listening to this. Maybe you've got a child who's got special needs. You know, bravery is, is needed for that. Or some people are listening to this and they've been diagnosed with, with health condition. God says bravery is needed. Praise the Lord. And some people are handling a bad financial situation or lost jobs or some just, you know, at this moment can't find a job. Some have had their hearts broken. Some have have, have lost loved ones. And God says bravery is needed. Praise the Lord. And some of us just don't know what the next step that God wants us to take is. But I want to let you know that whatever challenge that you're facing, this this verse that we read lets you know that God is is your personal bravery praise the lord and 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 when he what he's saying is when he's our, actually our bravery he, he, he's, he's going to cause us to walk okay not to get frightened by everything that's going on around us but to walk through the valley of the shadow of death and not only to walk but it says to make progress not only progress but progress in that area that you're experiencing trouble and suffering. I want to pray over your life right now that you're going to make progress in every area right now. Any area that you're suffering or going through something, God says you're going to make progress in Jesus' name. And if that's you right now, I want you to breathe in the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is your bravery. And then also in that verse, he also he's also saying that he's going to make us to make to, to, to make progress in areas of trouble and suffering. Those big areas But also, it says in there something very small. It says he's going to make us, he's going to also cause us to make progress in the area of responsibility. And I love the use of that word responsibility. 
You know, it's not a very glamorous word when you're looking at it, but somehow that word being in that verse reassures me of something because it lets me know something. You know, sometimes we get up on a daily basis, day after day, we do the same job. Uh, we do the same things. We have the same routines. Some of us take care of children and we wonder, we, you know, we have so much talk and conversation with our, with our children that we're wondering if, if we're ever going to have an adult conversation. You know, some of us go to, to school day after day after day and we're wondering like will will this will this ever end uh what will happen and all these seemingly just daily events these not so grand moments you know they demand something they demand responsibility and what this verse is telling me is telling me that we are living out a mission that god has sent us so when we're walking on our path, as we're walking in places that there's some things that God demands consistency and God demands reliability. God demands, he demands the dependability. And what God is saying is God is going to meet you not only in those places that, you, that are grand, but God is going to meet you in those, those daily moments as well. God is saying he will be our personal bravery not only in 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 big areas or in big sufferings or 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 big mountains that we climb but he's going to be your personal bravery day in day out every day and every moment of your life he is our bravery praise the lord and then when 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 we look at the scriptures in 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 joshua chapter 9 what god is saying to joshua is god is saying to you even through that he says have i not commanded you to to have strength have I not commanded you to take courage? Don't be timid. Don't be discouraged. God is, 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 is your God and he's with you every step that you take. And it's for this reason that we're supposed to be brave. Okay, so be brave for this reason because God has commanded you to be brave. And, and, and you know that brave bravery, being brave is more than a feeling. It's a conviction. And, and sometimes being brave is, is not just that conviction. Sometimes God says being brave is about taking ground. Okay? Sometimes bravery is about taking ground. And what I mean by that is sometimes bravery is about expanding our area of influence. Okay? And I'll tell you a story about this. There was a, a church in LA and they run a women's conference every year. Okay? And as it was getting bigger, they used to use their own church every year. Every year they used their own church and then it was getting bigger. It's like renting other churches. But one year they thought, you know what? We're going to take some ground in the city of LA. Okay, we're going to take some ground. And and you know what? One of the things about when you attend conferences and, and events, you never see the behind the scenes work. Okay, but they were talking about the behind the scenes work of what they had to do to, to, to make it actually work. So what they wanted to do is they wanted to hold this this um, this women's conference this year. They wanted to hold it in somewhere called the Dolby Theatre. Now, the Dolby Theatre, for those who don't know, is where they host the Academy Awards or the, the Oscars, as they call it. OK, it's not the largest venue in Los Angeles, but it's a very recognisable building, very recognisable set where they broadcast to billions of people around the world. And that's where they decided they wanted to hold this conference. And this particular venue, uh, worship had never been sung there before. The word of God had never been spoken from a stage in that place before. You know, that, but they thought, you know, we're going to make, we're going to take ground. We're going to be brave and take ground and make a stand in our city. And one of the reasons why they said they did that is because 
Los Angeles is is known as the, the the pornography capital of the world. That's where most porn is filmed than any other city in the world. You know, and 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 in that city, they said that women are viewed mainly on their their looks and their appearances. And they thought, you know what what, what we want to do? We want to change that perception. We want to let women know by hosting a women's conference in such a a, a, a major place. We want to let women know that they are declared the daughters of the Most High King, okay? So on that stage, they took it over where gold statues had been honored for, for many, many years. On that stage, they honored Jesus. Um, uh, uh, when on that stage where, where acceptance speeches were the norm, guess what? They taught the word of God even on that stage and they pulled it off and thousands of women attended that conference. And that's what God says, be brave. And they were brave by taking ground. But for the organizers, they had to be brave. They had to be brave to lead that charge that God had given them to take ground. And that's what bravery is sometimes. Bravery sometimes is taking ground from the enemy. Okay. And, and sometimes bravery is standing your ground as well. So when God has given you something, it's about protecting and, and, and guarding the ground that you, that God has fought for, that God has given you as well. So either ways you have to be brave for something because bravery glorifies God. Praise the Lord. And, and one of the biggest areas of bravery, I'll give you an ex- a, a simple example. One of the biggest areas that God wants you to brave in is forgiveness. Forgiveness. Forgiveness takes bravery. <laughs> Imagine that. Maybe you're perfect and, you know, you find it really easy to forgive. But personally, I, I don't know, you know, maybe maybe forgiving for some people is like, you know, when the children of Israel are walking through the, the, the wilderness and they have the cloud following them or they were following the cloud maybe that's how forgiveness is for some people maybe you've got a forgiveness cloud that you you can follow and every time someone offends you you find it easy to forgive but to be honest with you forgiveness is one of the hardest things that most people deal with you know people don't like forgiving you know the natural instinct for people is when someone hurts them is how can i hurt them back that's the natural instinct or how can i not how can i stop talking to them and when people are relational when they like have a relationship and someone betrays them or someone does something in certain situations it it, it harms them a lot because they trust in them and 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 you know you need to forgive because the bible says you need to forgive so you keep having to make that choice daily you know to forgive people or to forgive someone you know and, and and god you know god doesn't play around when it comes to forgiveness because God will always push you that extra step God is always going to be putting something in your heart he's always going to be saying not only do I want you to forgive that person but I want you to act um, um, towards that person as if they're already forgiven and in the back of your mind you're thinking really God really but that's where the bravery comes in you know and, and 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 if you think about it on a on a more that's like on a personal level on a more global level we are supposed to be the people that stand up for global injustice you know when you see things like human trafficking or or being you know refugees we're supposed to be you know brave to help those types of things or to speak up about those things we're supposed to be brave to fight diseases and and famine and fight for the people that cannot fight for themselves that's what the body of christ is actually sent to do okay and then there's those everyday moments of bravery 
those daily moments of bravery that you have to do. Things like sticking around when your marriage is going for a rough, rough path, rough, rough patch, I should say. You know, even if you've been married for 10 minutes, you know, there's going to be rough patches in marriage. But you have to be brave to stick it out. Brave, you know, when you've got people that are addicted to things or addicts, you know, bravery. You have to have bravery to go through the recovery process or to recover from that. Uh, or one of the biggest daily bravery things that you need to do is sometimes you need to keep your mouth, you know, closed in some certain situations rather than attack back. Is that hard for anyone else or is it, is it just me? You know, when you just want to say something out of your mouth, but you're thinking, you know what? Bravery will allow me to just relax and, and, and mellow down. You know, we have to have bravery to tell the truth. You know, just those everyday moments of bravery. And those are the reasons why, you know, we have to be brave. And I went and looked at a few reasons why we can be brave as well. Okay, so the first reason why we can be brave is because... I know who I am. You know who you are, okay? I am the son of the Most High God, okay? And for all, all, all the men that are listening, you're the son of the Most High God. And all the women that are listening, you are the, the love beyond measure or, and, 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 and the daughter of the king. Praise the Lord. And, and, and your father, my father, has, has, it says in the word, he has angel armies, armies of angels. He's the creator of the universe. He's a lover of my soul in the word it says. Um, and my bravery um, um, comes from him because I know who I am. He knows who you are. Praise the Lord. The second reason why we can be brave is, the reason why we can be brave is because heaven is our home. Heaven is our home. And I, I, I really want you to get that. You know, as followers of Jesus, we are both citizens and ambassadors, not of this world, but of another world. Okay, this world is our assignment. Okay, but it's not our home. Okay. Our, our purpose is, is beyond this. Our purpose is eternal, okay? And I looked at some scriptures where Paul was talking about this and he wrote some, some letters to some churches about this, to the um, church in um, Philippians chapter 3, verse 20. It says, for our citizenship is in heaven, for which we are eagerly, for which we also eagerly wait for a savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. And to the church in Ephesians chapter 2 verse 6 he wrote and raised us up with him and seated with him in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. And to the church in, in Corinth um, and Paul wrote therefore we are ambassadors in Christ. So if we're ambassadors in Christ that means we're ambassadors that live in one world but we are representing another Okay, that's what an ambassador does. They live in a place, but they're representing another place. So my job on earth is to represent the heart of God, to fulfill his mission and to do all of God's resources. And, and sorry, to do that, I have all of God's resources at my core. That's, that includes that, that, that army of angels that he has. They're all at my disposal to, to, to carry out his order. And I'm brave, not because of myself, not because my name is great, but I'm brave because I come in the name of the Lord. And thirdly, I can be brave because I know that God causes all things to come together for my good. Okay, so Romans 8.28 says, And we know that God causes all things to work together for the good of those who love God and and, and and to those who are called according to his purpose. 
And that's the thing. It's not always going to be easy. You know, life is going to throw curveballs and hard times. And sometimes it's going to become overwhelming for, to even understand the scripture like that, where it says we're called according to his purpose and he's working together for our good. So look at Ephesians 2.10. It says, for we are God's masterpiece. He created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. Wow. But this is the thing. Sometimes I don't feel like a masterpiece. Sometimes I don't feel like a work of art, as it says, you know, a masterpiece, a work of art. I don't feel like that, you know. But God is saying that you are a work of art and you are his tapestry. The only thing that God that 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 um the only thing that god is 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 working from is is the direction of the tapestry you know we expect art and tapestry to be uh, a certain design but god doesn't do it like that okay so and 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 the word and the thing is if you if you let god into your life what he does is he 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 all the threads that he finds whether it's 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 threads that come from good choices or or bad choices whether it's threads that come from uh, mistakes you've made God uses all of those things and he he uses it to form this masterpiece that the word is describing, this masterpiece that he's creating because he makes all things work together for good. That's what God does. That's what the word tells us that God does. And sometimes um, we think that, you know, if if he's he's not here or I can't hear from him then and he's sovereign, then then wouldn't wouldn't I immediately see the pattern that he's, he's he's and the purpose that he has for my life? But sometimes, you know, when you've got things like tapestry, it looks upside down, you know. But by the time that God is finished, you know, he, 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 he's finished doing all his work and his design in our life. And he's making us into a masterpiece because we love him and we're called according to, 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 to his purpose. You know, I know it can be hard, you know, because we have flaws. That's what we see. We see flaws. We see our mistakes. We see and and and. Often we have a hard time getting over some of those mistakes. We see the pain and the mistakes that we've we've made, and we're thinking, I don't know how you know he's gonna do this. <laughs> That's what we're thinking. We're thinking, how can how is he gonna make this masterpiece? But in Romans 8:28, it says God causes everything to work for the good of those who love him and those that are called according to his purpose. Okay, and I'll back you up just a little bit in that Romans in verse 25 and 26. It actually says that in order for those, those for things to work together for good, we have to let the Holy Spirit come in. Okay, and when his Holy Spirit comes in, um, he comes up, he comes alongside us. And in all circumstances of our lives, he, he, he comes and he does some things, even some even things that we don't even know, like he helps us to pray because he knows that we're on a journey of not and, and on our journey is to be conformed into the image of Christ. And I know that this year has just been one of the hardest that a lot of people have ever faced or situations that they've never thought they've they've they'll face or hard decisions they never thought that that they'll face or hard things that have happened, you know, people have lost loved ones, people have lost jobs, people have been in limbo, you know, and in all of those dark times you know, people have, one of the things that people have had to do is work hard not to surrender their joy. You know, in the midst of a, a very hard year, people have had to choose joy. Okay. And that goes to show that joy is not only just a feeling. 
Joy is a, a, a decision. Joy is a, a steel rod that goes, that runs straight up someone's back or up your back that God has given you that will hold you up in place when you're when things are shaky, when things are wobbly. Okay, but you have to be determined in these dark times to look for the good that God has put in your life. Praise the Lord. And 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 one of the things we might not like the colour of some of the threads that are you might be seeing in your life. Maybe the thread comes from from a lost job or maybe it's a season of waiting and you're not seeing the the, the end of the waiting and you're angry and you're upset but if you let God in God says he will make all these things everything good bad everything to work together for your good and I know you're probably sitting there asking how how is he gonna do it and it's the same question that we always ask about God. It's the same thing. I could say, how did he put the stars in the sky? Or how did he make my heartbeat, your heartbeat? How does he make the seed grow? You know, we don't know all these things. But one thing that I do know is this, that God uses everything to, 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 to work together for the good of those who love him. You know, those who are surrendered to him. And, and all these things are used in that thing that he calls the masterpiece of your life. And I can be brave because I know that. Okay. And sometimes we read some scriptures and we think it's just a, a phrase or, or, or religious or a happy pill that, you know, that, that we have to swallow. You know, someone, someone who's in a hard situation, someone who's, who's someone with good intention comes to someone who's in a hard situation and they turn up in that hard situation and they just turn up and they say all things work together for good okay but those are just words and at that particular time those words unfortunately they're not gonna they're not gonna bring or provide a lot of relief but that's why when we read and when we hear these scriptures we have to move beyond the words we have to let the spirit settle that into our heart we have to move between into knowing and knowing and trusting that god it's going to really make everything work together for our good. And and from my point of view, my tapestry, my eye level, all I can see is is, is bits and pieces and, and everything is constrained, constrained by things like time. But God's view is not on our level. God's view is eternal. God's, God's lens and our, our lens are not the same. Our lens is very temporal, okay? But when his grace comes in, um, it doesn't just start to change your life from today it, it it moves in every direction of your life and when you let him in him in his grace will, will take your past your your today and your future and you'll work it all together and it says it will make all things work together for your good and i'll finish on this i'll, I'll finish on this apostle paul wrote so many letters and the majority of letters that he wrote he was in prison and what I like to say is put yourself in his position, okay? I can imagine, you know, the, the, at that moment, the threads in his life, the, the, the threads in his tapestry as it would be, I can imagine that he would have been frustrated and at being in prison. He would have been frustrated and wanting to be out there doing something for Jesus, you know, but he was chained up and he was in prison. And if he was looking at it sort of with a a, a, a lens of, of his lens, you know, he would have been wanting to do his daily teachings. Let's be honest, out there doing his teaching, teaching daily like he was before. 
And on a scale of one to 10, if we look at that from an eternal scale of one to 10, it's probably a one, to be honest with you. But while he was in jail, you know, writing huge parts of, of the New Testament, writing huge parts of scripture that will change generations to come on an eternal level, on God's perspective, not on man's perspective, on a scale of one to 10, that's probably a 10,000. It's blown everything that is, is given generations, teachings and, and, and things that, that God would have wanted us to have. So, and, and that's the thing, Paul suffered so many things. In 2 Corinthians, um, um, Corinthians chapter two, he wrote that, um, he, he refers to, to his suffering and he says that, that his sufferings are as light affliction, as light affliction. Let me tell you what Paul calls light affliction, being betrayed, being uh, beaten, being whipped, being beaten by steel rods, being shipwrecked, being bitten by a poisonous snake and long imprisonment. And those, if you look at it, that's a disgusting thread that if, if someone was weaving that. But yet God calls all things to work together for him. Okay, and that's why we put our faith in God. And maybe you're listening to this, and you're, you're, you're listening to me, and you're thinking, that's true in the life of Paul, you know, but I don't see how can, it be, how can that be true in my life. You know, I've lost my job or my marriage is not doing well, it's melting away, my children are not in a good place but one thing God says is God says he causes all those things that you're seeing to work together for your good and your bravery should come from knowing that and I have to be brave even when you know I, I don't know how to be brave even even in moments when when I don't know how to be brave because Jesus is my eternal hope you know the story of my life is to be an ambassador of Jesus Okay, and living by faith means living by the evidence of things that are unseen. So we can we can leave uh, um, those things behind. Okay, and finally, I'll, I'll leave you with this: God is positioning us. He's positioning us for something. Okay, He's positioning you and He's positioning me for what He wants to accomplish on this earth. And He sees you, and He knows that you. He can trust you. He knows that He can make all things work together for your good and uh you're having trouble you know seeing the other side of it because you, you your life is going from one unrelated event to another or one bad experience to another and the only thing that you need to do is you need to have understanding to keep faith in god okay don't walk away from god don't walk away from the only one who's going to work those things out for you who's going to make those things make sense in the end you know, this is the same God that has a divine plan for every single person in, in the human race. He has a divine plan for your life. And in Psalms, it says, it says a couple of things. It says, God, uh, it says God is good and he wants to do good. He does good. Psalm 34, 8 says, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusts him. So do the work of trusting him, even in the hard times and being brave even when you don't know how, how it's going to go, okay? And Paul finally writes in 2 Corinthians 3.18, but we all with unveiled face beholding as a mirror, um, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory. Listen, God is at work in your life. 
okay god has taken every challenge every situation and he's doing only what he can do he is transforming everything into the image of christ because that's god's job okay and all we have to do is live in a culture that's desperate to see jesus you know in the book of judges um it was written at a time when um the children of israel kept messing up in their worship of god it was written in a dark time a violent time a turbulent time you know but even in the midst of that darkness god did something he always had someone and sent people that he could use you know he raised up deborah he raised up a gideon you know god raises people god has always risen people and god has has use for you and he has use for me and i'd like to think that even in today in this dark time that we live in god always has people and he always has people he can use so let's be those people okay which is why we have to stay the course which is why we have to remain faithful let's let's be the people that god can trust you know we have to we have to trust that he's creating a tapestry in our life he's working everything together for our good his good and our good you know can you you can trust him because god is forming an image of you in christ jesus okay so when we step out into the world in the, in the weekend or in the following week, when we step into our communities, when you step into your schools, when you step into your neighborhoods, you know, your neighbor, I'll let you know something. Those places are desperate to see Jesus, especially at a time like this. But guess what? They're going to see you. OK, and they will see him in you because God has taken all the things in your life, the good, the bad, the ugly and he's transforming it and he's transforming you into the image of his son so that you can step into the darkness of the world and be the light of the world and i wish that i could leave you with the word saying that life is just always going to be a, a set of mountains so a mountaintop and a mountaintop and a mountaintop and then you reach heaven but that's not how life is you know it isn't how life is you know life is sometimes it is mountaintop sometimes but sometimes life is in the valley you know sometimes life is in the dark thread sometimes life is storms sometimes life is challenges you know but one thing you got to remember is that the fruit will grow in the valley okay the fruit will not grow on the mountaintop so sometimes god god needs you to grow in the valley so that you can get to the mountaintop and when we trust him, he will make all things to work together for our good. So keep trusting him, keep being brave and keep knowing that he's working for you and in your situation. Praise the Lord. And I'll just release a word of prayer for you, even as we close. Father, I thank you for everyone that's watching along, even in their home. I thank you for every woman, every man, every child that is watching along. And I thank you because we can be brave because we know who we are in you. We are sons and daughters of the Most High God. And I thank you that we can be brave because heaven is our home and earth is only our assignment. And I thank you that we can be brave because you are working everything together for our good. Because we are surrendered to you. I ask you, Lord, that you bring anyone that's watching that needs comfort. Bring them comfort. Bring comfort to your people, even in the midst of challenges, even in the midst of, of the dark threads of the world right now. Bring comfort to people. Bring your comfort. Bring your peace, Lord. Oh, there are people watching that haven't surrendered their life to you. And I thank you because even as they're watching this, you're drawing them in. And I pray that everyone listening right now will have a sense of your peace. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name. 
Amen. Stay blessed, everyone. That message was from the throne of grace. I trust you were blessed and your blessings cannot be reversed. Do visit us at Liberty Church, Tompark Lane, London, N80QX. You can also find us online, libertychurchlondon.org.uk. Thanks again for listening. God bless you.